Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondre. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to 101.7 FM Ready for Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with Evan Mick, Gabriel Vondrek, and Joseph Doherty. We're recapping week 10 of the NFL this week. Uh, Bears at Panthers, kind of a rough game overall, but didn't I knew- see that. No, didn't didn't see that one coming, I guess. Shout out the Bears, though. Good for them. They get a win and help their draft position. Yeah. They're <laughs> because number one. they have the Panthers pick. Their first pick won't be their own. Congratulations, Bears. Yeah. I knew the Panthers were bad. I didn't know that they were this bad. I mean, they scored a punt return touchdown against a bottom five team, and they still lost this game. Well, that was their only touchdown. Was, was it, it not? Was their, it was it their was only their touchdown. Only touchdown. It was, yeah. It was I mean, let's, let's, I don't, I don't think this game deserves any more airtime. I think we just should go ahead and move on. Up next, we got 49ers at Jags. Uh, we did kind of see the this one coming as well. Yes, we did. A uh, bounce back game for the 49ers kind of dominate the Jags, who we saw as, you know, more or less pretenders. Uh, but we didn't see, at least I didn't see this game getting this out of hand. Yeah, it got ugly. Um, and this was exactly what 49ers fans wanted to see. You got, on one hand, you have Brock Purdy bouncing back. Played really played really well in this game for the most part. Got away with a, a risky throw that first touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. That was the yeah. kind of play that easily, you know, usually is intercepted, rolling one way, throwing back the other. But other than that, you know, Got the ball to his playmakers. They made plays. He was efficient. And then that Niners defense, it was exactly what they envisioned when you go get Chase Young. The front four just made life super difficult for Trevor Lawrence yeah, and the back and the back seven just feasted. I don't I mean they had a number of interceptions. I don't know how how many exactly, but yeah, they were forcing turnovers. The Jags did nothing. I mean, what would did they end up with three points? Three. Three, three points. Yeah. Thirty four to three. That was I mean it was it was domination. I mean, yeah, this was this was back to the Niners that we saw in the first five weeks, but even scarier now because, yeah, it's it's with Chase Young. So look out for them. Yeah, I was expecting the Jaguars to at least make this game competitive, and it wasn't at all. It was just an absolute uh, butt whooping. Yeah, the Jags' pass game hasn't really been good all year, and the 49ers forced them to not, not be able to run the yeah, ball. Yeah, they weren't going to be able yeah. to run it. So, I mean, Jags' just kind of pass game fell apart after that. Also, a moment of silence for Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak. They tried really hard they, they to, did. to get it. Um, and it was sad because Kittle scored a touchdown. Debo Samuel scored a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk scored. scored a touchdown. And Kyle Ustiff <laughs> scored a touchdown. So pretty much every starter at a skill position on offense scored a touchdown other than Christian McCaffrey. So the streak ends at, what was it, 17 games? Seven, tied for the record. Tied for the record. Wow. 17 games. Very impressive. But uh, you did say that one throw, kind of risky for him, that yeah. rollout right. Back. But he makes those throws a lot, and that's actually one of the throws that he's best at because nobody really, I guess I don't know, nobody expects teams, it. Teams don't expect teams it. don't expect you to throw that not. far backside. And it, and he's it really helps. good at that throw. Yeah, and it helps when you have George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk catching yes. a jump ball. Ayuk yeah. also got away with a push-off on that play, but whatever. Hey, help my fantasy team. So <laughs> Up next, we got Browns-Ravens. Phenomenal game. I mean, just wow. We knew this would be a good game, but the AFC North is absolutely stacked. Great win by the Browns here. Uh, I thought Watson played a little bit better. Still not great, but it might be just enough for played, this Browns played team. Played well late. Yeah, he, he, got was, off, he was timely. Yeah, got off to a bad start, but finished strong. It might be enough, for, though, for this Browns team, yeah. whose defense is yeah. pretty stacked. Uh, underrated revenge game, though. Davion Clowney, two sacks against the Browns. He's with the Ravens? He is with the Ravens. I wow. Didn't know that. I didn't. That's, yeah, he's been flying under the radar there. Also, well, 
OBJ had a touchdown as well, but Browns still get the win. Yeah, this was cla- AFC North, maybe not classic AFC North because the score got so high, um, but still it, it, it was big defensive. I mean, it was big plays all over the place, defense, offense. Ravens start hot, get out to, you know, 17-3 to lead. They got the defensive touchdown. Offense was rolling. Browns defense starts to settle in, making things hard for Lamar, um, forced a couple turnovers. I think, I think both teams ended the game with two turnovers and a defensive touchdown, so that kind of evened out. But, you know, for the Browns, it came late in the game. You know, this was this is kind of the Ravens that we've seen the past couple years where they collapse in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, that's that's what the Ravens got. You know, they had a 31-17 lead late, or not even late in the game. I guess it was, you know, there was still quite a bit of time left in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, a lot of the Browns to score, and then they get the pick six, and then the Ravens have a chance to, you know, they have a one-point lead because of the missed extra point by the Browns, have a chance to put the game away, can't do it, give the ball back to the Browns. They, you know, slowly drive the ball down the field, burn the clock, take a field goal, win the game, you know? So great job by the Browns. We, we you know, we thought it was going to be close. I think, did we all pick the Ravens? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we, we all picked the Ravens. We all picked the Ravens. Shout out all the annoying, obnoxious Browns fans we know. Because they I'm all sure. told us to pick the Browns. Yep. Every they one did. of them. And um, good for them. And they're, I mean, that division is, it's close. It's tight. Everybody's, you know, last week we were all praising Cincy, and right now they're the fourth place in the yeah. AFC North. Yeah. So uh, things, that thing's going to come down yeah. to the wire. I think that he already looked like it a little bit, but, man, Miles Garrett just looks like the best player, best defender yeah. in football right now. I know. I know. quite I've, a bit. I know I'm, I'm always... Uh, singing Max Crosby's praises, but I, I think Garrett is, he's just in a tier above he everybody is. else right this, now. This year at least, for sure. Yeah. He's yeah. been playing lights out. Up next, we got Texans at Bengals. Another amazing game. Uh, the Bengals, I thought they actually didn't play bad. I thought the Texans just played really, really good. I mean, Tevin Singletary, five yards per carry on 30 carries. Bengals' defense, I was more disappointed in Definitely. than I was the offense. Yeah, for sure. They, they just had a number of times where they really needed to stop, and you know there were moments where they got them. But you know, as for the Bengals' offense, they get that quick touchdown on the first drive. And I think a lot of us watching, or you know, at least me watching, I thought, okay, I think the Bengals might, might start rolling in this one. And then their offense did nothing for basically until the fourth quarter. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, Texans have a three-point lead at halftime, and then they just kind of sustained like a seven to ten-point lead for the rest of the game until, yeah, until late, and then... Yeah, I think, you know, since he was down by 10, Burrow throws a really bad interception in the, in the end zone, which was super uncharacteristic with about five minutes left. And then Stroud turns around and throws an equally bad interception to give them the ball right back. Yeah. And so then the Bengals score, they get the stop on defense, and then, yeah, they have a chance to win the game. Tyler Boyd gets the huge play down the field to get them in the red zone and then drops the ball on yeah. third and goal. I mean, wide open in the middle of the field. I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Is You know, Joe Burrow put the ball right in his hands. He drops it. They have to settle for a field goal, tie the game. And at that point, I feel like everybody knew that tying the game was – it wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, it wasn't. It really – Because, because Stroud, the defense was playing horrible. Stroud, Stroud and that offense was rolling, yeah. and all they had to do was get in field goal position, and they got there easily and and won the game. But I am I'm so – I'm so impressed – with not only C.J. Stroud, but the Texans, his supporting cast. I mean, Tank mm-hmm. Dell, Nico. Did Nico Collins play? I don't know if he he may have been out, or he if he did, he he didn't yeah, have a huge game. Was, but Noah lying. Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz, and they got the running game going too. That offense is really good. They they looked great against yeah a, a Cincy defense that has played pretty well for the most part this season, especially the last few weeks. And they made them they made them look really bad. Other than you know a couple of drives in there. Yeah, and I, I mean, who expects Devin Singletary to have 150 yards on 30 carries? Nobody. And it wasn't no. like he was having 
50 yard runs. He didn't have anything. I think his longest one was like 22 yards. It was just a lot of chunk, you know, eight yeah, yards, yeah, seven yards, 10 like yards. Just phenomenal I mean, yeah, running just, overall. Yeah, they, they could not stop the run. Another CJ Stroud amazing day. Uh, he might yeah. might just look like, as of right now, playing the best quarterback in football. Not the most talented, but compared to everybody else's playing. And I mean, I know he had the turnovers, but well, still played a phenomenal game. I mean, if you look at the last two weeks, he's played the best out of any quarterback in the league, obviously. Uh, and the fact that he has such few interceptions as a rookie is is amazing. And uh, I think that I think there was a stat that showed like he has no interceptions when he's trailing or something like that. And huh. it, it's huh. like most young quarterbacks get flustered in that situation, exactly, make some yeah. bad passes. You see like Jordan Love, who he yeah, has not a rookie, but he's you know a first, first year, year starter, first year quarterback. And you see that he just throws bad passes uh, on game-winning drives and throws interceptions. But you don't see that with Stroud. And I think that that shows that uh, he's just going to be a really great quarterback for, for years to come. Yeah, he's the poise is, is what's so impressive for me. He looks like he's been there. Right. And... Yeah, like I said, in this game, it, it after the interception that he threw and the Bengals score, and then, you know, they get a three and out. It's just like so many young guys and so many rookies would have folded in that position. You know, you're on the road. You got that whole stadium bearing down on you, and he just cool, calm, collected, right. goes right down the field, gets him gets him into field range. And, yeah, he's he's quickly – we're not even talking about Offensive Rookie of the Year anymore because it's like yeah, obviously no. he's – obviously, you know, That's if he crazy. keeps this up – He's offensive rookie of the year. He's working his way into league MVP conversation. I mean, that's where we're at this week. He's playing that well. And if the Texans can continue to win, um, yeah, he'll absolutely stay in that conversation. Yeah, I think I think they need to make the playoffs for him to be in that conversation. For and I think if you're gonna be an MVP, yeah. you have to be winning some games. Yeah. But I think that if they make the playoffs and he continues what he's been doing, even if they're like nine and eight making the playoffs, I think he could be the MVP for sure. I agree. Uh, I mean, the Texans turned the ball over more times than the Bengals, and they still won that game. So, mm-hmm. Up next, we got Lions at Chargers. Lions won again. The Lions won again. Lions won again. What an amazing game this was. And the reason it was so amazing... Unless you like defense. Unless you like defense, which <laughs> yeah. in that case, it was in horrible. In that case, I hope you watch Jets Raiders. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that this game was so great, especially for the Lions, is that you saw that they have a two-headed threat at running back. You see Jameer Gibbs getting a lot of touches, scoring two touchdowns. They get him the ball out of the backfield uh, in the passing game. And you see David Montgomery just do what David Montgomery does, and then he broke one for 75 yards, which yeah, that was a long I was run. expecting. I would have expected Jameer Gibbs to do that, but that was an amazing run. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, this has got to be a top five. If they keep playing like this, that is a top five uh, running back duo in the league. Oh, if no, not, they're number not one. To, yeah, if not, no, I don't, not I, don't, the best. I don't think it's a question right now. I, when, I agree. If, when those two are healthy, watching this game, there's not a running back duo in the NFL. The only reason, the only reason I have paused for that is because Jameer Gibbs, this is only his, like, this is only his first week with David Montgomery on the field, yeah. too, and them both playing really well uh, back in Back before David Montgomery got hurt, before the Bucks game, uh, it was really just like a one-man show there. Jameer yeah, Gibbs but, was know, used as Gibbs, a special weapon. But Gibbs. now that they're both like full go, I I agree. I think that they're the best duo in, in the league. I can't, no, I, I can't they even continue, think of If they one, continue to do this. I can't even think of another one off the top of my head to compare them to. Like, I mean, like early in the season, you had Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan in, yep. in, in Miami. But, you know, Achan's been H-Chan's out for hurt. so many weeks now. I mean, well, Kenneth Walker and... and What's Charbonnet, Charbonnet, yeah, Charbonnet. They, that's a pretty good Char- one. Charbonnet hasn't done that yeah, much. Yeah, Charbonnet's been you know limited playing time still. So I mean, like nobody, you know, hardly anybody runs the ball anyway super effectively. So I mean, yeah, if you have one good running back, great. But I mean, yeah, the fact that they have two guys that, yeah. And I know you know we, we talk about yeah Gibbs catching the ball out of the backfield, but I mean he's still 
He's running super, it really He's well. super effective yeah. running the ball as well. He's yep. not, I mean, he's not just, you know, like a scat back, you know, guy yeah. or, you know, put him in the slot or anything. I mean, a, a lot of times I feel like it's just like, all right, this is your drive. Okay. Oh, you got tired from last drive. Okay. Now switch off. They just mm-hmm. keep him fresh that way. And now we, yeah. We, Which we, we haven't seen before. And that's yeah. why, that's why I'm not a hundred percent sold that this is yeah. the norm. I mean, maybe I mean, the, the score was, week. the score was 41 to 38. So yeah, I would hope that both running backs played really well yeah but i think going going forward i mean this is a really scary duo especially with the the o-line that the uh, lions have a, a scary duo in an offense that yeah when when they're at their best look like the best offense in the nfl yeah. oh yeah laporta tight end is a stud amon Ra looks is great as, oh, a, as a number one receiver jameson williams um still not making huge plays but he's finding ways to contribute i mean he was yep. the lead blocker on that david montgomery right. run. Oh, yeah, you love you love to see that he had and a touchdown like, called back he had a cut. Oh, yeah, nice. touchdown called back. Who, who is uh, who's Reynolds? The Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Was it Josh? I thought it was another guy. Number eleven. Guy had the Khalif huge, Raymond. Khalif Ra- Raymond. Sorry, not yep. Reynolds. He's the uh, kicker that, turner. The huge play to set up the field goal. I mean, yeah, that, he's, great. he's great. He's So it's like all. I mean, everybody st- was stepping up, and I'm still. My thought is like Jared Goff is the weakest link, and if Jared Goff is the weakest link, that's. A pretty and good Jared problem Goff yeah. is playing because Goff usually is going to play pretty darn well. Yep. So I mean, yeah, that O line, those skill guys. I mean, look out for the Lions. You know, well, yeah, well, yeah. like I said, when they're at their best, the sky's the limit. So yeah, it's nice to see uh, the Lions winning in multiple ways now. Early on in the season, we saw them winning a couple of games defensively. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that's really big. But now our offense needs to step up. And then we win the game offensively. We score forty-one points against the Chargers. Thirty-eight point masterclass with yeah. Justin, we just Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. We and could I, not stop Keenan Allen. No. I will. I will say, five yards or Lions only punted one time. Yeah, and as high as we are on the, as on the Lions' offense, this game did highlight your guy, y'all's concerns that hey, maybe we should go get somebody, go yeah. get a defender at the trade deadline, yeah. and they didn't. Um, but I will say, Justin Herbert will will do that to you. He's one of the hardest guys to sack in the NFL. There were a number of plays where, I mean, yeah, as you're watching this game, you think, oh my gosh, how did we not sack? And we were right there. He's, I mean, he's big, he's physical, he's athletic, he gets away. Um, so it, you know, he is one of those guys that it's really frustrating. Yeah, zero zero sacks, sacks again though. Zero sacks actually on both sides. Kind of yeah. crazy. Huh. Yeah, it just concerns me that against good teams our defense doesn't do. Yeah, that's that's too good. my that's my concern too and for sure. We have a lot of sacks on the year, but it's all against not good quarterbacks and not good offenses. And you do you have to feel bad for Herbert because normally when a quarterback plays that well, <laughs> when you score thirty eight points, you're gonna and you win. lose. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Good thing they have Brandon Staley, who's a defensive minded head coach. It's amazing. Yeah, I actually wrote fire Brandon Staley again. So I write that really? every week. I, I write it every week. It's I don't a tradition. Know, really? I don't know if I'm, I've heard that from I, you. I, I know. Before. I've, I'm pretty convinced, though, now. I don't Bad think there's any management by him at the end of the game. Yeah, horrible. Uh, up next, we got Jets at Raiders. Yeah, I'll take this one, Evan, surprisingly. Uh, Raiders go to 2 0 in the Antonio Pierce era. I think this is about the game that everybody expected. You know, just regardless of who was going to win, everybody expected a defensive game with as good as the Jets' defense is and as bad as the Jets' offense is. So, so many it, field goals. It, insane amount of field goals. The the Raiders defense forced the Jets into some field goals early because the Jets were moving the ball. I mean, they were kind of they were getting down the field, got into the red zone. Raiders forced some field goals and then and then in the second half, um the Raiders were able to get the running game going just a little bit. Josh Jacobs broke like a 50-yard run and then Aiden O'Connell made a great pass to Michael Mayer in the end zone, a little rookie to rookie connection, you know, just kind of a jump ball off schedule play. And that was it. I mean, that was the only touchdown scored and that was really all all they needed. I think, yeah, the first team to score a touchdown was going to win this game. Raiders go up six, 16 to 12. 
And then the Jets are driving to have a chance. Uh, looks like, you know, they may, may you know, kick another field goal or, or score a touchdown. And shout out Robert Spillane. Picks off Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson finally made a bad mistake after having a kind of a clean day for him. Um, throws a really bad interception that pretty much seals the game. They, they got it back and had the Hail Mary attempt. But I'm not, you know, as, as a Raiders fan, I'm not going to get too excited about this. I mean, yeah, they, they won a game that we knew that this was how they were going to have to win it. But as for the Jets, I, I really... I don't even know why you like flirt with the Aaron Rodgers comeback at this point because I just don't think there's any way they're going to be able to keep up in the AFC. Their, their offense is is too bad, and it's not it's not just Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's not helping, but they couldn't run the ball against the Raiders. They got receivers dropping passes. They're they got. Line. I mean, they, at one point they ran this double pass thing with Garrett Wilson. After Garrett Wilson had spent like ten minutes on the sideline, like them working on his elbow or his hand, like he had obviously injured his hand or his elbow. And then they had him throw the ball on a double yeah. pass. And the ball just like sailed five yards out of bounds as Alan Lazard was was open for a touchdown. And then you think, well, even if, you know, Wilson threw it accurately, Lazard probably would have found a way to drop the ball. So that's just I mean, that's just where the Jets offense is right now. And it's it's kind of comical every week where Robert Sala has to go up there and I think his quote this week was Zach's actually playing pretty well. <laughs> like yeah, why'd you like why no guys no guys no, no, guys, like, don't believe your eyes. He's actually playing pretty well. And like I said, yeah, for, like, by his standards, yeah, like, this is one of his better games for sure. Like, he looked competent at times. But the fact that, the like, no that, look pass was sick. Yeah, it was. But just the fact that, like, that is the standard is is pretty sad. Yeah. And, yeah, Salah's Sal got to go up there and, and play, you know, and deflect everything and be like, oh, no, no, he's he's actually playing pretty well. So it's sad. I, th- I think they're going to continue to sort of lose momentum and he'll kind of lose – lose the defense the defense will probably play start playing worse I wouldn't be surprised if they do because I mean at some point you just get burned out right you're like what's the point of going out and playing great defense if our offense can't do anything they haven't scored a touchdown in 37 drives something like that they they haven't they haven't scored an offensive touchdown on a drive that wasn't like a one play drive like they've like two one play drives since October 1st it's 36 consecutive offensive drives without a touchdown yeah it's it's terrible offensive football in New York is dead Jets and, and Jets and, and you hate Giants. to see it because the Jets score a touchdown with Zach Wilson gets called back because he stepped out right at the three. Well, I loved it. To and see then, it as well, a <laughs> right, right. But yes. and then Brees Hall scores a touchdown, gets called, called back, back as a holding. Yeah, the, the, and then they just can't do it. And then they and that was like, yeah, that was the story of the game. Like anytime, anytime they were in the red zone or close to scoring, it was always a penalty. It was always something. Yep. To to sort of yeah shoot themselves in the foot. So it's hard to watch. Tough uh, tough look for the Jets. Yeah, I got a little worried early because the strategy usually to beat the Jets is make Zach Wilson throw the ball. But then they were winning, so I thought maybe the Raiders' offense couldn't keep up with them anyways. Yeah. Uh, but then Josh Jacobs kind of turned it on. Great game by they Josh. Were, yeah, they, they their were, run game's back. They, I think. they stuck with it. They stuck with the run game. And it was it was really impressive for me because, yeah, uh, Colton Miller, starting left tackle, their best offensive line was out of the game. Uh, once I knew that, I really didn't feel good about it. Um, but they found a way to get it done. You know, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell did – just enough. I mean, they didn't ask him to do a whole lot passing from the pocket. I mean, he took some bad sacks, as you would expect, against that Jets front. But like I said, just a couple of drives. That's all it took. Yeah, nice to finally give Adams 13 targets. And how crazy that after everything with the Raiders, they are 5-5, five and five, the same record as the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And they're back in the hunt. Last last night during Monday Night Football, when they put the in-the-hunt graphic up, the Raiders were in it. And that's was like, that's how I knew we were back. We're in the hunt graphic. We're not in, but we're, we're in, in the, the hunt. Which is where you want to be. Could happen. Could happen. 
Up next, we got Bills Broncos. Bills allowed way too many yards after contact. Just couldn't make a tackle. Uh, they weren't squaring people up. Uh, but I think it's a big thing that they weren't really shedding blockers. They were letting the blockers just kind of stay on them and try to make a tackle while like the blockers on the right hip. And then as soon as the running back would get there, the blocker would would push the pile forward and then they'd fall forward and get an extra three yards. And those things just add up. And the Bills could, weren't doing that. The Bills were doing the opposite, really, falling backwards, not getting any extra yards after contacts. Outside of Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, they got no tackle breakers over there. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of pinpointing one thing, which, yeah, is important, but the turnovers and just like the overall undisciplined play of the Bills right now is just baffling. Like this team is way too talented to yeah, be losing to the Broncos, to be losing these, to, like I said, to be five and five. In fact, you have the same, the same record as the Raiders, a team that earlier in the season you beat, they beat them like 38 to seven or something. I mean, they just destroyed them. Like, I don't know what happened to that Bills team that for that short time won those three games in a row against the Raiders, the Commanders, and the Dolphins when they looked like the best team in the NFL. I mean, they are just, they're lost. And they like, they play the whole game lost and then they kind of turn it on late and put together a drive to take the lead. And then you they know, to go up 22 21. Defense but it's loses like, anyways. Exactly. And then they still find a way to lose. You have 12 men on the field. Oh, my when they gosh. when they miss the field goal and you let them re-kick the field goal. Yeah. And it's, it was just like it was too much to overcome. Like the Bills, even if they did win last night, it'd been it'd have been like, wow, they really didn't deserve to win. Because I mean yeah, they played the ugly fumbles, ugly the football. interceptions. It's just it's ugly. And it's no surprise that uh that Ken Dorsey, the OC, is out today. Yeah. Hopefully Joe Brady puts together a little bit of a better. But I don't know how much hopes I have if you're you know, <laughs> I, the I quarterback know. coach for a guy who's throwing so many picks in a game. No, and and um, I'll give you kind of a NFL history analogy here. Josh Allen right now reminds me of Brett Favre in the middle of his career after he lost Mike Holmgren. Because when Brett Favre had Mike Holmgren, he was like three-time MVP, Super Bowl winner, best quarterback in the NFL. As soon as Holmgren and his staff were gone, Favre was, yeah, still super talented, like biggest arm in the NFL. But all of a sudden had seasons where he would throw 25, 30, I mean, 30 interceptions. It was crazy. He's just a loose cannon. And Josh Allen without Brian Dable right now was, is starting to look like that, where he just makes so many dumb throws, dumb, dumb throws. The one thing I will say, though, is that the Broncos team is not the same Broncos that lost the Dolphins by 50 points. But the Bills still should not have lost this game. Thank you for listening to 101.7 FM, Ready for Hillsdale. We'll be back after the short break. Hello, and welcome back to Outside Source Football on 101.7 FM, Ready for Hillsdale. We're going through the playoff picture, but first we're going to talk about Joshua Dobbs. First of all, I would like to make a personal apology to Joshua Dobbs. I didn't believe that he could get it done against a great defense. I thought they were going to limit his pause, scoring. Pause, pause. We're calling the Saints a great defense now? I mean, a solid defense. We're not Okay, solid, sure. Great, cool it. Yeah, okay. I guess that's fair. There are some great defenses in the NFL. The Saints aren't one of them. They cause turnovers, and they've played some bad teams because they're in the NFC South, but I would not call the Saints a great defense. They got, I mean, and yeah, they got exposed. They couldn't stop TJ Hawkinson. They found that like matchup nightmare, and they just kept throwing the ball to TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. But no, I agree. Like Joshua Dobbs right now is playing better than I ever thought capable. Like in this game, he looked like Kirk Cousins if Kirk Cousins was an athlete and could also run the <laughs> ball. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. One thing that worries me is that he's going to take some sacks because he sits he sits in the pocket for a while and then he sort of escapes in a way that like leaves himself open to some, you know, like hits from the blind side. He's he's probably going to take some sacks against teams with better pass rushers, but you know, coming coming in last week and winning the game against the who did they win? Falcons and then yeah, building up a big lead against the Saints and holding on to it. It was impressive. And the Vikings have won, I think, five in a row. Yeah, they're, they're they have the 
longest streak right now. They're, they're pretty much the hottest team in the NFL. So and and belief is uh, belief is strong. You know, when you got guys right. believing, everybody else is playing well around him. Like I said, you know, this offense is designed for Kirk Cousins, so it's not like he's got to make a ton of crazy throws. So I'm, I mean, it's exciting to think of what they'll look like when Justin Jefferson is back. So yeah, right until the wheels fall off, Josh Dobbs. We're loving it right now. I feel like some uh, teams are are kicking themselves for not going out and getting Josh Jobs. Like, imagine Josh Jobs on the Jets. You think he'd be still just as good would, if he was it, on the Jets? It would be better than Zach Wilson. Much it would be better than better. Zach Wilson, and you just, what, you flip your sixth-round pick for a seventh? Like, that's all that the Vikings yeah. got. I would take, had to give up to get Josh Jobs. I'd take that. I'd take that in a heartbeat for sure yep. if I was the Jets. Yeah. Uh, up next, we're talking about the playoff picture. Uh, NFC playoff picture, I feel like it's pretty set in stone. The seating could definitely be different, could change up a lot. But uh, Eagles, Lions, 49ers, all teams that'll make the playoffs. Uh, Seahawks, Cowboys, teams that'll make the playoffs. Vikings, just talked about Josh Dobbs. They look like a playoff team, and they are also two games ahead of every other team behind them, other than the Buccaneers, who, if the Buccaneers are going to pass somebody up, it'll be the Saints. The NFC South is really the only super interesting one in the NFC for sure. I agree. Yeah, and and I would definitely think only one team is coming out of the NFC South. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just let them duke it out and see which uh, which eight and nine team is going to get into the playoff and have a home game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complete toss up. It's a complete toss up. Other than the Panthers, the NFC South is why people argue every year for like enough of the division winners, like just take the top seven teams, whatever. Because yeah, the fact that the an NFC South team is going to host a playoff game is right. is pretty ridiculous. Probably against like the Cowboys or a team the Seahawks. A team yeah. that'll a team that has a team that has a way better record. But I digress. In the AFC, uh, I feel very confident about the Chiefs making the playoffs for sure. But <laughs> I mean, looking at going out on a limb there, wild a wild prediction there. Literally everybody else, I look at them and I say, you know, this is maybe the Ravens. I think the Ravens are making the playoffs for sure. But I look at everybody else and I say, there's a way that any one of these six and three or right now the Texans in at five and four teams could miss the playoffs. What about the five and five teams? The Colts? Oh, who are you thinking who are you thinking about? The Bills? There's one more. Oh, <laughs> oh. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Right, boys. Raiders. Right. You're back in that in the hunt graphic. Absolutely. Gotta love Yeah, it. I mean, honestly, I like the Texans more than the Jags right now. Me too. In the AFC South. I do I think I do They've too. They've beaten better teams. Yeah. Yeah, you know the Jag- the, the Jags were kind of riding a win streak against some not so great teams, mm-hmm. which I think in no the Texans have already beat the Jags, right? Texans no. have already beaten the Jags. Yep. Yes, yes, in Jacksonville. Yes, and so they'll still play again. So I think they play next week. If I'm not- they do. They play next week. That's big. That's big. That game could get flexed. that'll be a huge so. Game. You know, Huge and game. like the other thing is, we're high on the Texans right now because of the last two weeks, but they also have a loss to the Panthers. Like that is their that's yeah. their floor, right? Yeah. So we, we've seen, yeah, the Texans ceiling is real high, but because I think they're so young, so inexperienced at across the board, head coach, quarterback, you know, everywhere, defense, they they the possibility of having a bad game is always there. But we've seen how good it can look, and C.J. Stroud, yeah, I I would say has played better than Trevor Lawrence this year. So I mean, yeah, AFC South is interesting. Colts not out of it, not out not, of it, not out of it at five and five. Um, definitely don't think of them as a playoff team right now. They, but yeah, all they have is one. They're five and five. But they're five so and five. Yeah, Steelers, have, another have an team. Extra loss. Don't have, think of the Steelers as a playoff team. They're six and three. They're six and three. They, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, they're the, the five AF, seed. They're getting it done. The AFC North is ridiculous. You know, like I said last week, we Honestly. were so we were so high on the Bengals. Right now, they're fourth. 
after you know because they started the season so bad and now yeah they just lost the Texans Browns just beat the Ravens who we all or at least I thought was the best team in the NFL so I mean yeah any, anything can happen there that one's interesting to see how that shakes out I still because of the quarterback position I like the Ravens and the Bengals over the Steelers and the Browns but the Browns defense is a great equalizer and, and the Steelers defense has shown that they can be a, a real equalizer too and I'm yeah, in that- like every game the Steelers are not winning pretty, but they're still winning, and that goes. Yeah, I mean, that they're, matters they're, more. They're four and one in their last. It's better five. to win win ugly than lose pretty. Yeah, the Dolphins are on top of the AFC East right now, and we all kind of think you know they're kind of pretenders. I mean, they haven't beat any good teams, and but the Bills are playing bad, so I mean, uh, yeah, you can get away with that. Everybody else in the East is playing so bad that I. I like the Dolphins more than anybody else, unless the Bills have some kind of turnaround here. I think the Bills will get on some kind of hot streak and at least make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how. I think it depends on how know. the Dolphins play if they make the playoffs or not. What's crazy the to Bills, think about is that I feel like yeah, sorry, I feel like the uh, AFC East preseason before the season even started like looked like one of the best, the best division, the best division in football. A lot of hype. A lot of hype, and right now they're. Losing Aaron Rodgers, that Lose- kind of killed the Jets. Yeah, that killed the Jets. Uh, the Patriots, though, have looked horrible. Yeah, worse. Uh, the yeah, Bills have looked horrible compared to what they, the Patriots their had ex- some, expectations. The Patriots had. We some thought they were going to be like some middle of the pack, below average. I thought yeah. they'd be. I still thought that they would be the worst team yeah, in that yeah. division, but I didn't think they'd be two and eight. You'd, I thought they'd be like you. Like you think four be, and six? Yeah, six and or eleven, or five and five, five and five, right? right? But and then you have the Dolphins that are the fourth seed, so that's the lowest, yeah, the lowest seed. And I mean, I had winner. I had them coming in third and just missing the playoffs, going nine and eight, but like still a good team and playing a really tough schedule. Yeah, so definitely some some turn there in the AFC East right. from glory to. And can we talk about trash. the West? Of course we can. We talked about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win it, like they always do. But who's in second? Right now, the Raiders are in second. Chargers and, and Broncos both half a game behind because they've already had the bye. Both of them four and five coming off of wins this week. The Broncos have now beat the Chiefs and the Bills. Two impressive wins. The, yeah. uh, you, you, you were saying at the end of the last segment, the Broncos are clearly a different team than the one that we saw against Miami yeah. early in the season. That's this, what everybody remembers. This but. defense is playing much better. They're they're causing turnovers. Russell Wilson is playing smart, if not spectacular. Um, you know, they're not, you know, they're kind of leaning on the run game, leaning on sort of higher percentage passages passes. They're not asking Russ, Russ to do a whole lot, but the Chargers are always a tough out just because of Justin Herbert in that offense. So, you know, all the skilled players, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, everybody they have over there. And yeah, if if Herbert's playing the way he did against the Lions, you're gonna win most games when he when he puts up a performance like that. Chargers defense is I, I never get the Chargers defense because they have so many names. They got talent over there. But Khalil the, Mack. Khalil Mack, Joey, Joey Bosa, Bosa. His, Derwin James. His scheme doesn't work without guys in the middle. Yeah, yeah, you've brought this up before. Those that, the Aaron Donald that he had before yeah. is what his scheme is based around, and it just doesn't work without. Even if you had like a, a Christian Wilkins or somebody like that caliber, but they just don't. Their best players are on the edge. Their best player is defensively might be Derwin James or safety, but it just doesn't work without either a middle linebacker or a defensive tackle is really, really, really good. No, it's. I mean, it's going to be crazy. And I think last week showed that, I mean, there's really no guarantee you know, I think there was no team in the NFL hotter than the Bengals. Um, and I know that, you know, the Texans have looked good, but nobody was really giving them much of a chance on the road against against Cincinnati. And, and they lose. And, and, you know, we like the Ravens as well. And Browns win. Division Divisional games are always like that, kind of a toss-up, especially in the North. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy stretch here. I mean, actually super interesting. 
every team that is talked about as being like the hot team in the NFL has lost the week after they lost. After that week that they were called the hottest team. That's true. Dolphins lost to the Bills the, the week the, after. The 49ers, 49ers lost. lost last week. The Eagles lost to the Jets. Remember that when they, yeah. they were undefeated? The, the Lions, Chiefs, the the Lions Chiefs lost the Broncos. The Lions, Lions got, got embarrassed, embarrassed by the Ravens. The yep. Ravens just lost the to the Browns. Yep. You don't want to be anointed the you, best team. You don't want to be the best team you're going to lose. Incoming at, Vikings loss. At that time. That's so true. Incoming well, Vikings Okay, loss. so let's let's make some predictions here. Who do we think who do we think's winning winning these AFC AFC divisions and who do we think the wild card teams are? What's what's the final seven? I got Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Bills as division winners. Do you think the Bills really? turn this thing around? They I think could, the Bills they could. Dude, you are worse of a homer than I am. Come on. And then I have Bengals, Browns, and gosh, the Texans are playing so good. You think the Steelers are just going to fall oh, apart? I think the Steelers are going to fall apart. I think that I think that I like your prediction of the Steelers falling apart. I know that they're playing really good football. Can you? But can we've you seen the Steelers favor? be eleven and zero. I don't think the Steelers. Before. I don't think the Steelers. Can are you pull fall up? Apart. Can you pull up the Steelers schedule right now? Yeah, I will. I remember that year they won all those games and then they fell apart. They after were being, they they went eleven and zero. Yeah, and then they and lost. Then they lost like their last four yeah. or five. I think and, they went one and four in their last five. I think they went. Oh, I think they went on five. So you want their remaining schedule? I will. I want to see who they've beaten so far, who they've <coughs> lost to, and okay. So lost. week one, they lost to the 49ers. Then they destroyed. Beat the, yep, they beat the Browns. Okay. Uh, beat the Raiders. Okay. Lost to the Texans. So those were the Josh McDaniels Raiders. <laughs> lost to the Texans. Beat the Ravens. Beat the Rams. Lost to the Jags. Beat the Titans. Beat the Packers. Now they play the Browns. Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, uh, Colts, Bengals again, Seahawks, Ravens. There's some easy games in there, but there's, there's like, also some tough games. Yeah, there's only like two games that I I can see that are super easy, and that would be the Cardinals, the Cardinals Patriots, and the Patriots, which are both uh, at home. And the Cardinals played better this week. Yeah, and the Cardinals did play with better. Kyle, this week. Are better and with then Kyler at the Colts, that shouldn't be. They should be a hard the game. Colts. They should win. If they want to be a playoff team, they if should win be, that if, game. But. If the Colts can score some points, they can win because we know the Steelers aren't going to score a whole lot. Right. I mean, but does 9-8 and eight make you a playoff game team in the AFC? I don't, I, I don't quite think it does. I think you got to be 10-7. and seven. I think You have to win You have to win four more games still if you're the Steelers to make the playoffs. I would agree. Yeah, They. I mean, they beat the Ravens. That's probably their most impressive win. I don't know if you guys remember that game. It was real fluky. Yeah. It was George Pickens. It was just weird. Game-winning touchdown. It was, it was a weird, Matt weird, Canada. weird game. I don't, I don't see the Ravens losing to them again. Me neither. One thing, I just, I can't, I can't put the Steelers I, in the playoffs. This, their offense is too bad. Can't even though this. the Steelers are second in their division right now, I, I think that they are the worst team in that division. Yeah, even I think they don't have the worst they have record. Almost, they have I can't a, see, I can't see all four AFC North teams. Um, no, that's making it to the playoffs. Almost, you, you would think almost impossible because they almost impossible. Twice. You'd think that somebody would, somebody else would sneak in. The Dolphins, team number seven. Team? Yeah, instead of the Texans, I got the Dolphins. Okay, well, so wait, wait, quick recap of your team. Sorry, because we. So my seven teams are Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Browns, Texans, Bengals. So I, uh, I took the Bills out. Their schedule is really, really, really tough. I think they'll be the first team out, and their game playoff berth will come down to their game in Week 17. Interesting. Yeah. We shall see. It's going to be fun in the AFC. Moving on to game predictions. Thursday night football, Bengals at Ravens. Super, super good game. Playoff implications possibly, especially if the Ravens win and the Bengals drop another game behind. Uh, I have the Bengals winning this one, though. I'm going to go with the Ravens at home. Better defense, better run game, and it's a Thursday night game, so you want to have your defense and your run game to fall back on. 
Plus, I don't think T. Higgins is going to play, which hurt this Bengals offense last week. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Ravens this week. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to bounce back. And yeah, I think, did you mention that the Bengals already lost to him in Cincy? They, yeah, the, yeah, the Ravens already beat them yeah. in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow has a career 7-10 and 10 record against the AFC North. So he, sent, yeah. he tends to struggle in these divisional games yeah. a little I'm bit I'm going to take the Ravens for that reason. Steelers at Browns. Uh, I have the Browns winning this one. Even though the Steelers won their first matchup, I don't think Deshaun Watson will play that bad again. Yeah, this Browns offense has gotten a lot better. Or not, maybe not a lot better, but has gotten better. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly better since that early Steelers game that was so abysmal. So I'll, I'll take the Browns as well. Joe, you should definitely take the Steelers because if we all pick one team, we know it's going to be the other one. <laughs> well, too bad because I'm taking the Browns anyway. I think the Browns are a better team, and I just I think that they're kind of on a on a hot streak. Like right I just, now. I, can you see Pittsburgh's offense scoring a point against the Browns right now? I really can't. Nope. But I, I also really can't. didn't think the Browns' offense was going to score a point against the Ravens' defense, and that's true. See how that worked out. So up next, we got Raiders at Dolphins. Gabriel's going to hate me for this one, but give me the Dolphins. Joe, I'll uh, let you go next. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. I think that the Dolphins, they're off the bye, and I think that the Raiders are not as good as some people think. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I would rather the Raiders win, but I just think that the Dolphins are going to win this one. Something you guys are also forgetting, the Raiders are historically bad in the Eastern time zone, so that would be another oh. that would be another reason to pick the Dolphins. Mm. But this is a different team, and Antonio Pierce has never lost as a head coach in the NFL. And so for that reason alone, I will be taking the Raiders. Up next, we got Bears at Lions. Easy for me. Lions, much better team. Give me the Lions. Yeah, the Lions got to win this one. They, I mean, it's we've seen trap games before. This is, uh, this is the definition of a trap game. Lions better win this one. You know, this one's actually kind of a tough one for – no, Lions. Go Lions. Up next, we got Titans at Jags. I know the Jags aren't maybe as good as – we don't think the Jags are as good as people think they are. As their but record. I, I still think that they're better than the Titans. Give me the Jags. Yeah, the Titans are the wheels are coming off, especially last week against the Bucks. That was pretty ugly. So I agree. I'm going to go Jags as well. I think the Titans have a lot to uh, look forward to in the future, but I don't think that this is their year by any means. And I'm going to take the Jags. Up next, we got Chargers at Packers. This Packers team is still really bad. Give me the Chargers offense to overpower them. Yeah, same. Give me the Chargers. Chargers. Roll Chargers. Roll Chargers. Roll Chargers. Up next, we got Cardinals at Texans. Uh, give me the Texans in this one. Very interesting matchup. Two very good first-year head coaches. Uh, are we are we calling Jonathan Gannon a really good first-year head coach yet? <laughs> I think he's looked really good. They're, I know they're, they're losing games. I know they're two and eight. They're but they've, they've been, looked much better. They've in their been talent. more competitive. We called them historically bad before the season. So and they were still one and eight at one point. But I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm gonna go with the Texans though. I'll keep riding this train with C.J. Stroud. They're young. Could easily play bad in the game because of their inexperience. But I think they'll beat the Cardinals. I could definitely see this being a game in which the Texans lose to an inferior team, but uh, I do think the Texans are the superior team, and I think that they win this one. Cowboys at Panthers? Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys, and if they lose this one, the internet is going to explode. Stephen A. Smith will have a field day <laughs> with the Cowboys. Shout out Stephen A. Smith. Giants at, <laughs> Giants at Commanders. Potential trap game for the Commanders, but I still have them winning this one. Potential who cares game of the week. Giants, Commanders, I'll take the Commanders. I'm totally with you on this one, Mick. Big time trap game for the Commanders. This is totally a game in which they could lose, but they're not going to. So is Ty- Tyrod Taylor's not back, is he? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't pick Tommy. got DeVito. I wouldn't pick DeVito. 
Can we talk about the memes of Tommy DeVito coming back to his parents' house, getting grounded after losing his second (laughs) straight game? Those were funny. Grounded. Up next, we got Bucks at 49ers. I have the 49ers win this one. They're the better team. Had a super dominant win last week. 49ers. 49ers. Uh, Jets at Bills. This was a former week one matchup that the Jets won, but I have the Bills winning this one. I don't think that, even though the Bills are playing worse than they were, so are the Jets. If the Bills can't get right in this game, they will not make the playoffs. No, I agree with that. I think that just based on talent, they'll win this one, but it's going to be low scoring because the Josh Allen can't play well against the Jets defense. Yep, and since Josh Allen can't play well against the Jets defense, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Nice. I love it. I yes. love it. Seahawks at Rams, another week one matchup that I'm picking the opposite of what happened. Uh, give me the Seahawks. Is Stafford back? He is back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still going to take the Seahawks too. With with Stafford back, I'm going to take the Rams. Vikings at Broncos. Uh, give me the Broncos. I know we talked about Josh Dobbs, but this Broncos team is playing better, and they're at home. I just I got a feeling this one. Vikings. Broncos. I'll, I'll ride the Josh Dobbs train. Broncos country. Until it proves Let's me ride. Wrong. Eagles at Chiefs. Uh, I have the Eagles winning this one. Uh, super, super, super good game. Uh, not playoff implications because both these teams will make the playoffs, but Super Bowl possible implications. Whoa, definitely playoff super implications. Bowl. Playoff implications. Well, home, I mean, home seating field wise. All seating that wise. Yeah, home field advantage is a big thing, dude. But they won't play each other. Not for each other. Yeah, but records matter. I think. Joe, who are you picking? I'm. I'm. I still don't know. I'm still on the fence. I need you to pick before me. So Who did you pick, Mick? He picked the Eagles. I picked the Eagles. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Okay, good. I can pick the Eagles. Eagles. Up next, we got our fantasy football starts and sits. Uh, for me, I'm going to start Tony Pollard versus the Panthers. Bad defense. And start Brian Robinson versus the Giants for the same reason. I am going to start Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton against the Vikings. Quietly having a really a decent season. Catching a lot of touchdowns. And I'm also going to say start Michael Mayer. Raiders tight end. We saw a little bit of that rookie connection last week. Going against the Dolphins team that they're going to be focused on stopping everybody else in this offense. So I think Mayer could get some favorable matchups. Uh, for my starts, I'm going to start Trey McBride. Uh, he had a breakout game with the Cardinals last week, and the Texans allow the most points to tight ends. Uh, and I'm also going to start the Commander's defense. Even though they're ranked 32 in the league, they go up against that's, the Giants. That's last. That is last. But they, they play the Giants. Last, but they play the Giants. They're playing so. Tommy DeVito. There are definitely better defenses Why to play. Why are you throwing a ball to the other team, Tommy? Come on, Tommy. You're breaking your mother's heart. <laughs> Ma, no. <laughs> For my sits, I have James Cook versus the Jets and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I don't think that James Cook will play well against such a good Jets defense, and I don't believe in Deontay Johnson at all, no matter who he's playing. Uh, he's had some good games. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had some pretty good games. 10, 12, and not is not PPR too. Uh, but last week having two against Green Bay, only having one catch really, really hurts. And now you play the first-ranked defense. Yeah, you could be down. You know, it could be definitely some potential passing situations. But I just think that when you're playing against a defense that's as good as Cleveland's is, overall, I just don't think that you're in a position to get a lot of points, especially when your quarterback has 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and actually 13 wins in his whole career. I saw that graphic today. But only 13 touchdowns in his whole career. Uh, I don't think Deontay Johnson's going to get one this game, and I don't think he'll have enough yards to make up for that. So I guess I do care a little bit about who he's playing. Uh, I'm sitting Bucks running back Rashad White against the 49ers. He's on a little bit of a tear right now, but after what we saw from that Niners defense, I don't like any running back against them. And my other sit is the Ravens defense, who's been outstanding this year, going against Cincy. I think this game could be could be a little bit more high scoring. I'm hoping that Burrow won't won't turn the ball over like he did last week. So sit the Ravens D. 
For my sets, I'm going to take Josh Allen. As we said earlier, I don't think Josh Allen is going to play very well uh, against the Jets because uh, he didn't do it very well uh, week one. Or uh, last year. Or last year. Oh. Or the year before that. <laughs> yeah, Probably. Uh, and then I'm also going to sit DeAndre Swift. The Chiefs' defense is pretty good, and DeAndre Swift, uh, I, I feel like, is not going to play as well. But knowing my history, I think that one of those two is probably going to have a breakout game. So you never know. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you for listening to 101.7 FM, Ready for Hillsdale, Outside Source Football. Have a great day.